You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, heading your way on the 8th of March 2020. Yes, it's International Women's Day. I can see it. Can you hear me? There's a wave of Germans. They're just destroying everything. Coming up in this podcast, we delve into our latest reviews with Dracula's guests and Doctor Who, the psychic circus. We go behind the scenes with the latest Seventh Doctor adventure, Subterfuge, featuring the meddling monk and Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. Uh, We have a look at your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Nick chats to Big Finish's much-loved outgoing marketing guru, or GNU, Chris (laughs) Griffin. We give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release, oh yes. And we dramatise you with the first 15 minutes of our International Women's Day release, At A Girl 2. I'm Benji, he's Nick, and you can expect nothing but the best audio drama and audio books from Big Finish's productions. That's right, Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake 7, The Prisoner, Space 1999, Um, Time Slip, that's Space 1999 as opposed to Space It's 1999, pounds to buy is not that, Um, (laughs) Time Slip, Dracula, I mean, I could go on. It did sound like that, didn't it? Space 1999, The Prisoner, 42 pounds and 72 P. You know. <laughs> That's a nice price. Dracula, five camels. Yes, folks, best go to bigfinish.com to check it all out. And uh, it's not 1999. And if you're one of our very special followers and you're coming to Big Finish Day 2020 at Quad in Derby on the 6th of June, you may be interested to hear that in addition to the previously announced headliner guests of Paul McGann and Louise Jameson, we can confirm that I can't tell you. I've just been told I can't tell you. Uh, that, <laughs> that, but there's two other guests confirmed at the moment and they'll be announced possibly this week so look out for the announcements uh, I'd like to tell you more but I can't the two great new guests there and more to be announced soon in fact they'll be announced soon that was a wonderful swerve halfway through <laughs> and we're actually, gonna go and we're gonna it's gonna be and we can't actually say anything but it's actually written in the script but I've been told I, I can't say well, it's very exciting. I know who they are, and it's going to be fab. So make sure you come along to that one. Um, if I think it's all sold out, so actually, it is. Make sure you sold come out. along because if if you've got a ticket and you don't come along, then you wasted your money really. Uh, you know, and if if you want to come along and you don't have a ticket, you can't. So there we go. Yeah, and so far, it hasn't been cancelled by the coronavirus. No. Well, let's hope. I mean, June. Yeah, June. Hopefully, by warmer then, weather. you know, warmer weather. You know, maybe the virus will go on holiday or something. Anyway, let's catch up with our latest Big Finish reviews. So, as we said at the top of the podcast, this week we're looking at reviews of Dracula's guests and Doctor Who, the Psychic Circus. (laughs) First up, Dracula's guests from Big Finish Productions. Wanted visitors and friends. We live alone in a castle of ancient beauty, high in the Carpathian Mountains, deep in the heart of Transylvania. Yet we find ourselves lonely. Do you dare to pay a call upon us? For I can promise you much. Views of picturesque scenery Encounters with an abundance of animal life. And in my castle, 
all the conveniences of modernity, light and heat and fresh running blood. So join us, won't you, and become one of Dracula's guests. Big Finish. We love stories. Um, and you can order Dracula's Guest right now if you go to bigfinish.com and type right. Dracula into the yes. search pane at the top. That's uh, that's the sort of, you know, little round thing. You think that, yeah, that, like that, a magnifying like glass. Like a magnifying glass, yeah. Mm. And if you do that, you'll find all sorts of vampiric goodies in there. Vampiric, yeah. eh? What a word. First up, anyway, scifipolls.net has this to say. Gatiss plays this generation's definitive version of the character as Bram Stoker intended him. Mm. Uh, Nick Joy at SF Bulletin says, A highly recommended extension to the Dracula mythos weaving in and around the Stoker novel and ensuing legacy. I can't wait for Dracula's War next. Yeah, that's coming up next. Nine out of ten. And on the Twitter sphere, um, E. Chikova, is it? No, E. Chikova, sorry. Um, three nights for three CDs of Dracula's guests. So good. Makes your heart beat faster and takes the breath out. Thank <gasps> you for everyone participating in the production. Waiting for the final part. Mm-hmm. And at Carl Will. Carl Will. Will. <laughs> Can't read this out. Carl Will four two six zero one three three seven. Quite a catchy little handle there. After a busy week, finally found time to listen to at Big Finish's Dracula's Guest, and it's a beaut! Exclamation mark. Absolutely oozes atmosphere. Another exclamation mark. The cast, direction, and sound all superb. No exclamation mark. I thought I'd had enough of the dozens of Draculas out there but there's still room to be impressed by a new version, exclamation mark. Next up, Doctor Who, the Psychic Circus. I see him now. The man who threatens our future. I see him walking across the wastes of Seganax. Do you know his name? He likes to be known as the Doctor. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the Psychic Circus. Welcome to the Psychic Circus! The what? Hi there, everybody. I'm the Kingpin, and the gal here on the guitar is Juniper Berry. Peace, love, smiling. Mm, these are dangerous people. You're building a team of the most talented acts in the galaxy. Not scared, are you? No, never. Stick around, guys. I've seen the future. I will do anything to become the greatest clown in the galaxy. Have I met you before? Have I? I I've no idea. Don't ever dream of leaving Segonax. I was wondering when you'd put in an appearance. I thought you liked surprises. You can't hide anymore. Time's running out. Any more fares, please? Any more fares? Big finish. We love stories. Forgive me, I'm... I'm only a clown. <laughs> and if you just type psychic, per psychic, mm, yeah, into psychic. the search pane at bigfinish.com, you know the search pane, yeah. uh, you'll find the psychic circus. Get it now, or the chief clown will get you. <laughs> I like the way that if they don't get it now, this annoying robot will just turn up at their door and start saying, scared, are you? Scared? <laughs> scared of the psychic circus? Go away! Um, <laughs> Tickets, please. Tickets, please. Oh, horrible. 
First up, the digitalfix.com says there are compelling themes of corrupted idealism and the struggle of living a life without compromises, also featuring weaponized kites and killer robot bus drivers. And there are glorious high points. One of the Psychic Circus's most unexpectedly touching moments is in introducing a backstory for the chief clown. There's an unresolved tragedy in every villain's past, it seems. Well, cultbox.co.uk has this to say. With a great score from Steve Foxen, it is very good, it's fantastic. Um, Though, uh, thankfully, without the ringmaster's rap in earshot, (laughs) uh, the psychic circus is fun, but it demands a rewatch of the original afterwards, too. In the galaxy, in the galaxy, in the galaxy. Great stuff. Blogtohoo.co.uk. I could have easily listened to another couple of hours of this story. Really? What? Even when it was over? I mean, just everybody you... sitting around afterwards. Yeah, that was a, that was a bit of a scrape. In fact, I could have, I would have loved this to be a box set instead of a monthly adventure. But perhaps that's just my bias seeping through. I would suggest so. Yeah. Uh, regardless, for fans of those classic Stephen Wyatt TV adventures, this is sure to be a worthy follow-up stroke prequel. IndieMacUser.co.uk The Psychic Circus continues this year's main range with the steam that Dark Universe began with. It's a story with incredible themes of decay and corruption, and the script keeps its performers and director on top form. Nine slash ten. Nine out of ten. Doctor Who. Yeah, nine out of ten. It's that clear. Sort of, you know... <laughs> How to say nothing. At DoctorWhoWatch.com, Stephen Wyatt has taken characters and elements, not elephants, from his earlier story and given us some. That's a good elephant noise. Given us something brand new, while also leading into the TV serial very nicely. A prequel stroke sequel that's in some ways very different from the original, but is every bit as strong. A highly recommended release. DoctorWhoReviews.net says the strong performances and effective sound design perfectly convey the requisite emotion to make this unexpected celebration of the Seventh Doctor's long and varied life a whole, uh, wholly enjoyable success as both a prequel and a sequel to a much-loved classic tale. Mm. Mm. Prequel, sequel, prequel, sequel. See what we did there. Yeah. And finally, just one we picked up from the Twitter sphere uh, at SuperNick. Who says, just listen to hashtag Doctor Who, little TARDIS uh, emoji, the Psychic Circus, a wonderful prequel to the greatest show in the galaxy. It's a sequel as well. Right? Or the lo- later in the Seventh Doctor's timeline. Yeah, you see? It's a great treat, they say. At Big Finish. Thank you. Well, that's it for I the reviews. I almost read this... that out. Well, you, you certainly made a valiant attempt. Um, <laughs> that is it for the reviews this week. Join us next time when we'll be looking at more Fourth Doctor adventures with Tom Baker, the Planet of Witches, and yes. the Quest of the Engineer. <laughs> bye bye. I knew you'd take that opportunity. Always, uh, always. Coming up soon, I'll be chatting to Big Finish's outgoing marketing GNU guru, who's been our inspiration and guide for the last eight years. Eight years. He talks about his time with the company and we discuss some of his favourite Big Finish releases. Absolutely lovely. Um, But first, of course, it's time to go behind the scenes with the latest Seventh Doctor adventure out this month. It's subterfuge. Although you may not know that because of the subterfuge. (laughs) It's very true. Very true. It's all... Sort of subterfuge. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Sort of, yeah.
My name is Samuel Clemens, and I am the director of this episode of Doctor Who, Subterfuge. Dare I say, the world seems all in order at present. What brings you along this time? And making appointments, no less. Must be important. Oh, I'm just interested in your election strategy. Your campaign appears to be going particularly well. It does, doesn't it? What's your secret? No secret. Just good, strong policies. Anyone you on the campaign team? We find our doctor thrown into the middle of this to try and protect history because the meddling monk has come back to try and alter history by, let's say, subtly influencing Mr Churchill and what he may or may not say, which would have a a huge effect on the outcome of the general election, which um, Doctor Who is very much trying to stop and keep history how it has intended to be and how it's it's the natural order of things. My name is Sylvester McCoy. A man of many names, and I play Doctor Who. Simon Saunders? <laughs> I do love a little alliteration. The TARDIS detected an anomaly. This is a very sensitive year. What are you up to? Mm, I'm a political advisor, don't you know? Meddling with Churchill's campaign? Why? Yes, no, I've really enjoyed doing this episode because I do love history, and also I know this history. I was around when this these things happened, or didn't happen, thanks to Doctor Who. I didn't realise that I'd, in the future, come back in time and uh, keep history on track and uh, save the historical timeline. Um, otherwise, it would have been, now we live in a time where it's a hysterical timeline. Anyway, I'm enjoying it immensely. My name's Rufus Hound, and I play the meddling monk. Damn you, Doctor! You had to get that lung back in, didn't you? Um, get me to Westminster, pronto. I need to make some director's cuts before Mr Churchill sinks his whole campaign. Well, the monk is, uh, has been busying himself with, you know, as ever, a plan that's more likely to line his own pockets than necessarily bring about universe-wide domination. And, you know, the, the joy, as with all of these things, really, is that whatever the monk starts by telling you about what he's up to, by the end becomes apparent that it's actually something quite in opposition to that so he's been worming his way into the affections of a certain prime minister and that's something that seven will spend most of this adventure trying to unpick no i enjoy working with the meddling monk he's a time lord and um it's quite fun really he's a great character so i try to meddle muddle the meddling monk mostly i think um it does rather suit the monk to be involved in this kind of political intrigue because by and large when you read, you know, the histories of various people who've been, you know, politically disruptive in, in different times and different places over the years, you largely find out that even though you might get taught about them in history lessons as being some kind of Machiavellian titan, you know, some planet brain who's, you know, pulling all the levers and getting everyone to dance to the beat of their own drum, actually, most of the time, it was just people day in, day out making decisions, trying to make the wind blow in their direction. It's far more flawed and human than it ever is, you know, truly thought through. Hello, my name is Ian McNeese, and I play Winston Churchill. That last speech after the bombings, I trusted you to give me the right advice, but you turned the public against me. It was the right advice. For the outcome you wanted. I think the thing that I um, I enjoy about it very much is the fact, and, and it started from, from day one, that actually 
there's no reason why Churchill can come back at any time, uh, you know, day or night, with any doctor, and that's 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 fantastic. And I think we have in this, we have in this a sort of scene or two where where he discusses which doctor are. Oh yes, and so I think we're laying the grounds now for him to turn up with any doctor, which is which is fantastic news. To work with him, and he was you know, such a childhood pleasure as well, having watched him in so many films and, and series that I just, you know, checking his IMDb, I was like, wow, I just forgot. I, he was in all these things, and I think everyone knows his face. He's just, you know, a real stalwart character actor, and he, he really does channel an inner Churchill during this, and uh, he really is uh, very seasoned in it, and just it's just lovely to, to watch and to listen to. And, you know, he's just such a nice guy, like really, like, friendly and lovely, and, and you know, I'm just quite nervous meeting him because I've grown up watching him in so many things so it was a real delight to watch him work and he's a very humble man and very very talented at what he does. He's undoubtedly assured of himself as he always was and there's no doubt in his mind that he's going to be prime minister again uh, and so we're, we're playing that all the way through like that which is good and so it's going to come as a big surprise when it all it all falters at the end. No, I've never worked with Eamon Nice, I've, I've, but I've known him over the years. We've gone to conventions and, you know, kind of met and chatted in the, the green room and, and, you know. So it was great, in a way, to, to work with him. We've been all over. I've been to Chicago, Tardis several times, Calipray, obviously, LA, and then and several around um, yesterday. Only yesterday we were up in Manchester doing a convention there together. So, yes, no, we're convention hounds we are. You know, it's always good to work with friends. I'm Brian Capron, and I'm playing Agent Culcade, who is an MI5 operative. <laughs> Forgive me, sir, but uh, I find that very hard to believe. A screening of personnel at MI5 is exceptionally thorough. There's no way a spy could operate for that long inside the agency without discovery. On the contrary, intelligence from MI6 suggests that top-secret information was flowing regularly to Germany throughout our double-cross operation. And if you want to get your hands, <laughs> if, you, if you want to get your hands on subterfuge, just type it into the search pane at bigfinish.com and you'll be able to pre-order it. But now, brace yourselves for listeners' emails. Kablam! What was that? That was. Oh God, Nick, are you all right? He's been struck by an arrow. Somebody get in the medical. No, not. Don't don't bring the hamster. Put it back in the cage. Honestly, get in there. Honestly, it's unbelievable. It's not even a real arrow. Or a hamster. Inflatable one. Or a hamster. What are we doing? Why don't we employ these people? I don't understand. You do not exist. 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 Not exist. Yes. Yes, well, if you've, uh, as you know, this is the the gates of madness have opened, and it is, of course, uh, the emails section. Listeners, email, <laughs> listeners, emails, um, and if you want to email in, it's so easy. All you need to do is wash your hands first to make sure you yeah. sing "Happy Birthday" in your head twice, yes, um, at least twenty seconds. Yes, at least twenty seconds, and then after that, um, you can email in. And all you need to do is send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. Nick, there is applying a little bit of. Uh, very clever there. A little bit of hand. Actually, it was just moisturizer. Moisturizer, yeah. <laughs> just... got... You can't buy sanitizer. It's all been bought. 
See, I bought some weeks and weeks ago, and so yeah. I'm laughing on the other side of my yeah, rather he's funny broadcasting from, from his uh, air raid shelter wearing a tin hat and a gas mask. I certainly am. Yeah. I, certainly am. I haven't overreacted to this at all. <laughs> I'm just there. Would anybody like some beans? I've got 982 cans worth. <laughs> We're trying to get rid of them. Uh, anyway, first up then, this email. Um, oh, I didn't tell you where to send it. Can't blind me. But if you want oh, to, send what? it to podcast at bigfinish.com. It's so easy. Yeah. It's Otherwise, just... you'll have Peter Ware from Doctor Who magazine straight on an email. So you will. What? You don't mention the address enough. He's a unstoppable. Go back and re-record everything. Uh, it's so simple, you know. <laughs> and if you can't remember it, kind of, you know, it kind of comes together because you think, I want to email the podcast. Oh, yeah. Where do I send it? To Big Finish. I have to yeah. do it online, so I guess it would be bigfinish.com. So the only thing that links them is that little at. So it's podcast at bigfinish.com. Simple, isn't it? Anyway, this one here from an unnamed sender. Mysterious sender. Um, I mean, we have their email address, but it doesn't seem fair to really read that one out. because It's kind of a different thing. And then we'll all be sending them emails. And it'll all go completely kablammy. Anyway, it says here, Hello, may I ask if audio stories of Doctor Who are canon to the TV series? Oh, what a question. Yes, is the answer. <laughs> the answer is no, they're not. We're all lying to you. Um, yes, I yes. I count them as canon. It's not a question of you counting that they just are. It's the BBC, when we were announced, said they were. And who who else can you take notice of but the BBC? The BBC own Doctor Who. So it's true. their sandpit. We are licensed by them. They said they were canon. A lot of people have forgotten that or weren't alive when that was announced. And so it's when a, a Knight of the Doctor came on with the Eighth Doctor, they went, oh, he's mentioned the Big Finish Companion, so it must be canon. Well, it was already canon. Yeah. Uh, that was always my my argument would always be Knight of the Doctor. If, if, you're, if you're not sure even before that, Knight of the Doctor absolutely cements it in, well, cement uh, when it goes hard, in stone that it's canon. So there we go. Good answer. Yeah. Here's one from Lisa Potter. Hello, Nick and Benji. Love your podcast. It's the only podcast I listen to. Well, it'd be awful if it was the only one you listened to and you hated it. Yeah. Uh, sort of form of to weekly write. torture. <laughs> and here is your weekly torture. Explain. <laughs> Uh, had to write for three reasons. I was just listening to the latest podcast and a listener's email regarding trying to find the Doctor Who main range stories he was missing. I encountered a similar issue. My solution is to click on the main range and put it in release order oldest first. Mm. Then he can see the titles of the stories he has and then zero in on the missing ones. To see the number you have to to see the number you have to click on more information. Tough. If you're on a phone, but quick and easy if you're on a computer or iPad. It should be easier, though, shouldn't it, frankly? But anyway, thank you for that, Lisa. Uh, two, love all the sales. I think that's one, two, three, four, five exclamation marks. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, three, I discovered Big Finish originally because of your Dark Shadows stories. Hey. That's quite a unique way in, I think. Then later discovered Doctor Who. Um, later discovered Doctor Who. Uh, back to Dark Shadows. Nick, I'm shocked to hear you say 
you know nothing about Dark Shadows. You really should listen to Dark Shadows and watch some of the original series. So good. Big Finish does a fantastic job with Dark Shadows. As a huge fan of Dark Shadows, I love that you have used so many original actors. One of the things I remembered and liked about the show was what great voices all the actors have. And obviously that carries over to the audio stories. I have to say your casting of Barnabas is excellent also. Stories and music hold very true to the original series. I hope you have more Dark Shadows stories in the works. I could go on, but probably should get back to work. <laughs> Thanks for all the great stories. Uh, uh, listen, you know, it's Dark Shadows is not my thing, but it's in the hands of uh, David Darlington and Joseph Lidster, who do a fantastic job and love the series and put their heart and soul into it. And uh, that makes me happy, and I'm glad it makes you happy and other Dark Shadows fans too, to be honest, to be really honest yes and um, if you've not seen dark shadows it's worth noting if you've got um prime video they've got like 26 seasons worth of it on there so if you did if you did come and think i'd like to know what this i've listened to the audio series but i'd like to know what the video series is about then you can get out on prime video so there's a lot of dark shadows out there to enjoy indeed uh yes beautiful stuff and I do know something about it and I have watched a bit of it in the past my favourite bit as I always mention is when I was watching the closing credits of one of them and one of the actors accidentally walked on in their dressing gown looked at the camera <laughs> and thought oh my god I'm not supposed to be here and ran off again uh, so that was my favourite touch <laughs> anyway Lisa Palm Harbour Florida um, heard an email from a fellow listener in Tarpon Springs the other week that's just a couple of miles from me found that interesting oh wonder whether they should get in touch I can't remember who they were and finally this one here from Andy Jeffs Hi Nick and Benji Here's an idea for a new series What about Mike Moorcock's Jerry Cornelius novels? Challenging? Yes, the non-sequential uh, nature of the books And uh, the short non-sequitur sections of text Make it look a li like a non-starter But with the excellence of Big Finish's sound design And possible cooperation of Mr Moorcock it could be done. I would suggest staying true to the nature of the books. I can kind of imagine how it would be adopted, but um, or rather adapted, rather. Um, but it would be pretty out there. Music mm. features heavily in the novels, great for audio. I could go on, but I won't. Suffice to say <laughs> that my favourite uh, moment on t in the TV 12th Doctor series was his rock and roll guitar standing on a tank in medieval Essex. <laughs> a very Jerry Cornelius, I thought. Yeah, it's for absolute. You couldn't get more Brit telly there, really, could you? Yeah. No, I, the, yes, I think there would be, you know, difficult rights issues with doing it. Um, the, I've never read any of those books. I only know about, um, there was the, the film, The Final Phase. I know nothing. I absolutely, I absolutely know nothing. I'm appalled. I think we mentioned it, it on the Benji and Nick show once, and I, I, I tried to watch it. And I remember seeing it when I was a teenager and thinking, "Wow, that's really crazy and out there and grown up." But it's just, I'm not sure whether the movie is highly thought of. But it's, um, is it the final phase? Have you looked it up? I can't find anything. It's just coming up with annoying anime pictures of people for some reason, and then Doctor Who, the final phase, the fourth Doctor is in there. I've probably got the title wrong. <laughs> Hold on, write in Michael. I'm going to look. I'm going to do it. The Final Programme. That's what it's called. 1973 fantasy science fiction thriller directed by Robert Fust and starring John Finch and Jenny Runacre. It's good to show you weren't far off. Based on the first Jerry Cornelius novel, also called The Final Programme by Michael Moorcock. 
Bad Sears found the film. I don't know who Bad Sears sells. Uh, found the film an almost unmitigated disaster, with an in, with an ending so inane that you will want your money back, even if you wait and see it on television. Oh, that's interesting. And the Guardian wrote of the DVD release. Uh, director Robert Fust. It's spelled F-U-E-S-T. I don't know how to pronounce that. Was responsible Fused. for the pop surrealism of The Avengers and the twisted art deco of Vincent Price's Dr. Fives movies. And here he makes sure every frame looks stunning, throwing so much in to please and confuse the eye, often at the cost of narrative coherence. But who cares when the movie is full of cryptic, sly humour and endlessly inventive imagery, such as an amusement arcade where nuns play fruit machines as the world ends. So they are two opposing views of the final programme by Michael Moorcock. And that's the movie version. Um, I don't think we're running to that anytime soon, but I could be eating my words. Onwards, Benji. Onwards. Um, Oh, and another thing Nick says here, um, a bit of a technical question. Uh, Setting incidental music to audio productions, is that difficult? I found with video, uh, you can read the action straight from the pictures and tailor the composition to suit actors' reactions and action that surrounds them. Do you work with a director to get a precise feel for what is happening with the action, or do you compose music that fits just with the general feel of what is happening? I love listening to your podcast, 15 Minute Teasers. I really should get around to buying some products. You should. My CS30 analog synth is now warmed up, so I'm off to make stupid noises it even has a ring modulator by nick and benji it's a hot commodity there that synth yeah is it it is yeah really really hot commodity that one it's a real old school love the yamaha jobby now what do you think about uh, putting incidental music to audio productions then Oh, my thoughts on this one are a bit strange because the thing is, when I when I am doing sound design anyway and listening to things, I, I, I'm very visual, so I think of it as visual. I can see it all happening in front of my eyes. So in the same way, when I'm writing music, I'm not really, I'm not really like, obviously I'm following the scripts, but most of the time I'm just seeing it. And so it's exactly the same process, really, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion, as doing it for screen. I know what's happening. I know where it's happening. And I can just lay it down. I don't know what you think, but that's certainly how I well, work. No, I, that is a, I couldn't have put it more aptly myself. I, I think that's perfectly... That's exactly how I see it. Yeah. I'm seeing it, so I do it as though I'm doing it to picture completely. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the strange things about sound design and, and the music aspect, really, because I, I realise this. Like I, sit, I sit in the room that I'm in now all day long editing sound, and I'm just staring at, I'm literally just staring at like sort of squares on a screen, really, mm, you know. Mm, mm. And, but at the end of the day, I feel it and I see it and I feel like, I feel like I've been painting pictures and doing yeah. things. But then, of course, but it's only when you actually think to yourself, like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm just looking at a, a screen with various bits of text on it. But yeah, it's, it's a very visual thing. They are prompts to your imagination and you're living in your imagination. Absolutely, it is. It's, I, I think. Everybody at Big Finish that I've met has the most fantastic imaginations and can think and see and feel things. And so I think it's like the music, isn't it, doing that. I think and you get to a point, once you've done your first one, it becomes very, you know, it just becomes sort of, you know what you're doing really, don't you? You know mm-hmm. where it, things need to be done and, and, and just lay it out. I mean, how much do you talk to the directors about music? I mean, I don't, to be honest, I'll, if if I think things require a certain 
you know, if, if for example, it's a project I think, well, this may need to have a certain approach, I might say, like, I'm thinking about doing it like this. Hmm. Um, or I'll just, I'll go ahead with it afterwards and say, I hope this is what you want. If not, I can go over and, and redo it. But I think often... Often, I mean, when we've worked together, Nick, we mm. we both talk, we both obsess about music anyway. So we have a, yes. we have quite a dialogue, don't we? Yes. But um, with other directors, I mean, I I think they, I think it comes down to a knowing what the directors want, and what what because some directors like orchestral things, some like more weird kind of synthy things. But also, I th- I do think it's like using a bit of kind of using a bit of intuition and saying, well, what what would this require? You know, it's like Adam Adamant. It's like, with that one, it, it makes a lot of sense to kind of do a sort of, not massively orchestral, but kind of like a twee sort of, like a bit like the sort of Edwardian gentleman type feel. It's a bit 60s mm, here mm. and there, and a little bit withdrawn. I wouldn't go into that with like full pelt synthesizers and crazy wha- weird noises. You know, equally, I don't think it warrants a cinematic score that's like a Hollywood film. No, no. I think it is. I don't, what do you think? I think it's about judgment, isn't it? Yes, individual uh, um, context, really, for each story. I mean, I, I just, I think one of the key things with composing incidental music is to pick your palette of sounds at the beginning and to try not to make it too broad. And to, I think it works sometimes to limit yourself to, you know, six main sounds. Um, that said, usually about halfway through a story, I start loading in other sounds. Because <laughs> yeah, becomes... you, you also want, I mean, A, because you suddenly think of new directions for things to go in. But B, you sort of want the music to um, progress and take on a slightly newer fresher character halfway through the story you don't want people to feel in my view anyway and this is perhaps a bizarre opinion you don't want people to feel right from the beginning oh this is what the music's going to be like and it's going to just going to keep being like this and maybe i'm going to get sick of it you know you need to when new elements come in obviously you're composing new little tunes for it but also the sound is important you know you can have a you can compose the best melody in the world but if you play it on the wrong sound with the wrong instrument it it's not going to work absolutely it's not going to evoke the right feelings at all and sometimes you can it can be all about the sounds you choose rather than the actual music especially when you're as rubbish at composing as me you're not you're (laughs) not though you're you know you're honestly not and i i think one of the things you know i certainly you know i listen to so many of your releases with your music that for me, the the way in which you write music is something that I would take that approach into Big Finish because it's it sets exactly how Big Finish audios work. It, you know, I mean one of the oh, cheers, one man. of the things that I, I watched this fantastic um uh, I watched this masterclass with Hans Zimmer where he was talking about rock composing for film and there were two really interesting things that he was saying. The first is the obvious one, which is like uh, your instruments and your various different sounds are very much your characters. Yes, you know, Doctor Who is a great example of this, especially classic Doctor Who, because you can have things like, for example, let's look at like a Tom Baker story. You've got a lot of when the Doctor's around. You have a lot of certainly in in the. Uh, I'm thinking specifically here of things like uh, Terror of the Zygons, where when the Doctor's around, you've kind of got a lot of sort of violin stuff going on and sort of maybe a bit of piano here and there, and then when the monsters arrive then the synthy elements come in and you've got the weird bits. Yeah. 
And in a way, you can then say, this is happening because the Doctor's here, the synth is happening because the monsters are there. When they're combined, then you can play with all of it together. And that's uh, I think that kind of works out. And the other thing, of course, is the, the music represents the listener. So, you know, if you were to do a thing that goes, that's very much like a, that's the question, you know, uh, and then uh, this is just it makes me sound mad now. Then you answer it with like a do do do. Oh yeah, you go up and down. It's kind of cool in response. But anyway, that's that's absolute madness. But I hope it's interested somebody. But um, you've got us. You've caught us uh, right there. I'm afraid, um, Andy, on our in our element. <laughs> well, it's interesting to talk about. Isn't it? It and I want is. to hear what your CS30 is is up to. <laughs> yeah, give us a little ditty on it. Well, anyway, that's it for the emails this week. Uh, keep them coming to podcast at bigfinish.com. Yes, don't forget that address. And also Benji's interesting explanation of how it's so easy to remember. But I've forgotten that explanation. Oh. Uh, more <laughs> next time. Time now for Nick to have a chat with Big Finish's marketing gnu guru, Chris Griffin. Oh, Chris, yes. Um, when I did the interview with him last night, we had no idea how to introduce him. And I, I realised that one thing we didn't talk about is his vinyl uh, passion. And oh, he's yeah. He's been responsible for Big Finish doing those fantastic vinyl releases. You know, he's very modest in this interview and doesn't list many of his achievements at all, but they are manifold. Anyway, let's hear what Chris and I spoke about. <laughs> So, here I am with Chris Griffin while well, he's at the other end of the phone line and we're simultaneously recording, just the same way Benji and I do it. Hello, Chris. Hello, how are you? I'm good, yeah, yeah. Now, um, as I may have already explained in the preamble, so I have no idea what Benji and I will be saying introducing this, um, Chris has been our marketing consultant at Big Finish for the last eight years. And some of you may have heard of him, some of you may not, but he's been working a lot in the background, sorting all sorts of things out for us. But uh, his life has just become so busy that he, he can no longer hold our hands. It's gutting as well, yeah. And, and, and it's actually seven years and 11 months, and that really bothers me. I, I, <laughs> I sorted it out on LinkedIn the other day, and I thought, oh, really? Couldn't I have rounded it up to the full eight years? So, yeah, that, that says an awful lot about my personality, sadly. One of my favourite things about Chris is the way he says years instead of years. Oh, no. <laughs> not that. Well, I'm not saying it again. <laughs> You can say it all you like. Um, so, Chris, I mean, how would you describe... Uh, I'll come on in a minute to how you first got in touch with us, or first met us, I suppose. Mm. Um, how would you describe what your role was at Big Finish? Uh, a little bit of everything, really. Um, when I first came on, there was a, a very small core team and everyone sort of rolled their sleeves up and, and got involved with the releases. So uh, really mm. and truthfully, it was, was engaging with audiences and listeners, uh, making sure that releases had uh, as much space as they need to be able to sell and to be able to get noticed. Uh, you know, making contacts, I, I, you know, everything to do with marketing and PR, but also 
um, building our social media presence because eight years ago uh, we had a rather small social media presence and, yeah. and, and we built that up significantly um, in the first sort of two or three years. So just using my skills as a, as a marketing person to sort of bring Big Finish onto the next level and building on what, you know, what came before me, I think that's always really important. And how was it that uh, we met? <laughs> I was writing an article for a science fiction magazine and um, I was at Big Finish Day and it was one of the ones at the school and I believe Tom Baker was barking. there. It was barking, absolutely barking. Um, and I think Tom Baker was there um, and I was interviewing you uh, and we hit it off and we just got chatting about this, that and the other. Um, and at the end of the conversation, you'd found out that I, I did marketing. That was my that was my job. Uh, and you said, oh, you know, we could do with some marketing help. And I said, oh, that sounds fun because I was a bit I was a big Finnish fan. I was a listener. I, I was buying stuff and and I knew all about it. And, and it, that was it, really. It was it was sort of fan made good. Um, <laughs> and, and you were kind enough to sort of invite me in. And and uh, I remember I still remember the first meeting with you and Paul and David and Jason. Um, and, uh, you know, we all sat down. You, you guys asked me to do a presentation on what we should be doing. And, and it just and it just rolled from there. It was it was wonderful. You, you you embraced me and you made me feel part of a, a very special gang so it was it was a, a, it was amazing I still have to pinch myself that that that's been part of my life uh, well I mean and you know as we've said you know we hopefully we will we will continue to be friends yes. you and I particularly yeah. I mean you did transform I mean it's it's impossible for us to go into all the details now but you transformed our fortunes actually you took us to the next level. Yeah, and, and, I, I th and I think that's key uh, with anyone coming in. I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer of, of, you know, taking and respecting what has come before and then building uh, and then passing on to the next person who should improve on what, on what you've done. That, that, that's what we should always strive for. So I saw gaps in your offer. You, you guys were open and, and, and Paul Sprague was just, uh, just a, <laughs> an amazing, amazing guide um, for me and sort of helped me along and showed me the ropes and stuff. And, and yeah, we, we, we built something really, really special that I know Steve, who we've got in now full time, is, yeah, is Steve Berry. Yeah, Steve Berry, who's just going to improve on and make even better. That that that's that's key. That's key to life, really. You know, just keep moving forward. Yes, yes, to do our best. Yes. Now you mentioned that you uh, uh, listened to Big Finish and presumably still do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you got any uh, particular favourites, sort of recent ones, and also you know? all-time favorites that uh, you loved when you first came to us yeah i mean i i mean i can i can roll out the old favorites you know the spare parts and stuff but there's no there's no fun in that at all um i've got a shelf <laughs> i've actually got a shelf right next to me um do you remember your christmas quiz thing that we used to do the your my shelf quiz yes my yes, shelf. yes yes well I've, i have my shelf right next to me here while i'm doing <laughs> this so um i'll tell you what sort of changed the way pod uh, the, the way releases meant to me was the Avengers the lost episode volume one uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I listened to that and it, and it recreated something that I wasn't ever aware of before um, and um, I've got it in front of me it's signed by the cast and 
Um, and I remember just listening to it going, this is just fantastic. I, I hadn't watched the show t- too much at that point. Um, and, and the landscape that had been created by, by the sound was just something that blew my mind. And I know David felt incredibly passionate about it. Um, yeah. And it was the simplicity and it was the stories. I, I loved it. And, and I still love it now. I love all those lost episodes of The Avengers. I think John Dorney um, put those together perfectly, absolutely perfect. So, uh, yeah, that's one. Um, oh, brilliant. Well, let's remind ourselves of that and have a little clip now of the mm. Avengers, the, the last episodes. Uh, what, the first one? Yeah, volume one is my favourite. OK, here we go. Would you just tell me who you are and what you're doing? Who am I? I'm a kind of civil servant. My name's Steed, John Steed. And as to what I'm doing, well, the first thing I'm going to do is trust you. Later, I hope you'll trust me. Bart, get in here. Boss? Mason's boys are moving in on Sammy Cohen's spieler. Couple of carloads. Murphy's gonna need help. Get going. Round up the rest of the boys, everyone you can find. Then we'll put the first part of the plan into operation as soon as possible. Do you have a surgery tomorrow afternoon? Yes. Right. Your contact will approach you, and when he does, you know what to do. Refuse to give him what he wants. I'm glad to see you enter into the spirit of the thing. Get the doctor a drink. Now, where... Ow! Usually I prefer to heal people, not punch them in the face. But in his case, I'll make an exception. Stand back, let me see how he is. Who are we meeting? Not we. You. All right, me. Who am I meeting? Your maker. There. Your hand looks better now, doesn't it? Would you like the doctor to give you a certificate? I'd like the doctor to give me a double scotch. This is a surgery and not an off-licence. Pity. All right. I'll see what I can do. Knock over the van scrubbers and the rest are easy. They have to follow someone. If there's no one else, they'll have to follow you. Too true. They will. It's time Spicer started earning his keep. It seems you've been barking up the wrong tree, Superintendent. Oh, it's the right tree. And you're right about barking. Next time, Doctor, I'll bite. Big Finish. We love stories. All right, then. You were, you were going to say? I'm going to say another one. I'm going to say The Prisoner. Um, oh, I, only because of, of like our personal connection to that. I mean, me and you went up to the village, uh, and yeah. we, we had a great day there. Um, and I know, I know all of the background behind you desperately trying to bring that to big finish. You you invited yeah. me along to the, one of the ITV meetings. That's right. Um, we talked about the casting at length. Incre- that ITV meeting was in a ridiculously small office, wasn't it? it? Well, I think we sat on each other's laps. <laughs> 
That's didn't. what it felt like. <laughs> it was like it was like they built three offices and then they had this gap because of the strange shape of the building. This like triangular gap, and that was the room we. Yeah, <laughs> I st- I still think the master used his shrinking ray on that room. I think <laughs> I think it was a massive hall and they shrank it down. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the 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 prisoners just got a personal connection for me, and um, and when I listened to it, it was just great. And I and I bought the the DVDs on the back of that and watched uh-huh. all those again because I again I only had those sort of fleeting memories of the of the original program, and it yeah. just and it just made me immerse myself back in the world of of the village and um, and what that all became. So yeah, the prisoner for for personal connections, but then. Uh, when I received the box and listened to it, it was just mind blowing. It was, uh, it was, it was amazing. So yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah, really, really cool. Let us remind ourselves of that. Here's a clip, or a trailer, or something. Something. <laughs> he doesn't break any speed limits and get himself into trouble. He's going to get himself killed one day, you know. Where am I? In the village. In the village. Désirez-vous un taxi, monsieur? Take me away from here. Where to? As far as you can go. I heard this was your first day. And my last. Why'd you say that, number six? Don't call me that. It's just the number of a house I woke up in. Now then, number six, Philo. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you work for, and I don't care. Open that door or I'll break it down. There's no need for all this nonsense. All we want to know is why you resigned. Stop! Do not run! Halt! Stop running, man! Stop running! You don't stand a chance! We don't want any unhappiness in our beautiful village, and if number six behaved aggressively towards you... What's your real name? What's yours? You see? We're both scared to talk. I love you. This place is a madhouse. A bloody nightmare. Yes, get out of here. Yes, we must or they'll kill us. Worse. Worse. Orange alert. Orange alert. There we are. Yeah, it's interesting the number of people who have actually said to me that they've they listened to the audio prisoner and then went and investigated the TV series because they hadn't encountered it before. So yeah, and that's I did, not and, the way uh, I expected it to go at all. And I did exactly that. I think I think you brought it to a whole new audience. To be honest with you, um, I I remember the prisoner, but I don't remember watching all of the episodes or really remember what was going on. But when I listened to the audios, that gave me the appetite to to sort of get back into it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it it was just great. So it was a great entry point, and I'm not surprised that's happened with a lot of people. You're going to ask me some more now, aren't you? No, no, not necessarily. I, 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 I feel I need to say Doctor Who's um, because obviously that's what we're all about, you know. And <laughs> and, and I'm trying to move away from them, but um, I, I, I'm going to be I'm going to sort of take a broad brush on this and say I love the Eighth Doctor stuff. I love the Doom Coalition 
releases. I thought they were magnificent. It kind of changed everything. I love the Warmaster yeah. stuff. That was oh, yeah. that, that that just again it just blew my mind. It was great, and to get that the cast in and get John Hurt in was was incredible. Um, and also, oh, that was the War Doctor. The war, did what did I say? The War Master. You said the War Master. Did I? Yeah. I, I'm always doing that. Yes, it's easy to. But but again, great cast on both of them. So you know they're yeah. equally stand up. And I love the David Tennant stuff. You yeah. know that 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 David Tennant stuff and that continuing story and and bringing people in because it's so fresh in our memories. It feels alive. It it, it jumps. It jumps. It doesn't jump off the page. It jumps out of your ears. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I, I love that stuff as well. So um, and finally, light at the end. You know, we had such oh mate, we had such good fun with that, and we were. I remember you being so excited about it. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, and Ben's in it as well, and you know, my son, yes. yeah, yeah, it just worked perfectly. The you know, we did that lenticular, and you know, that oh, yeah, was the, the, yeah, the cover on the yeah, the cover on the vinyl, and and yeah, and, and Mark Plasto, our designer, he just did some beautiful work on it. That that was something that just felt like. Um, so many amazing things coming together and, and that was a privilege to be in and, and the reaction when it was announced and when it was released was just joyful for you know for, yeah. for, a, for a marketing person I think sometimes you, you you try and stay in the background you shouldn't be the front man ever um, no. but in this particular instance it was just um, that the reaction was just lovely to that and it, and it felt like everybody was involved and it was a huge team effort so uh, yeah that was that was great. As so well. many people came on board with Big Finish at that point. Yes, and I, and it and it doesn't surprise me at all because yeah. it's um, a it, game changer. Yeah, it was. It was such a big release, and and it felt everyone got behind us. You know, Doctor Who magazine were really there yeah. by our side, and and all the blogs and uh, all those amazing people. Um, that that you know, in in the last eight years, I've I've considered many many of them as friends now, which. Um, yeah. I tell you what. I tell you a little story. When I was I was at school, must have been in primary school, um, and it was like you used to be able to take your own book in, and I took mm. Je- I took Genesis of the Daleks in, um, which you would of course, you know, many of, of us, many of us are the same. And I remember my teacher saying, "Yeah, that's garbage, mate. You know, um, what what you're reading that for? That's that's never gonna that's never gonna do you any good. That's not gonna get you a job <laughs> and all that. Seriously, and and I and I'd imagine that." a conversation that many many people have heard and as yes. you know I work in education now and I and I tell our kids that story it doesn't matter what you read you know I'm yeah. proof that you know I, I read Genesis of the Daleks all those years ago and I, and I and in the end I actually got to work with well you know the voice of the Daleks and and <laughs> so many amazing people involved in the world of Doctor Who um, yeah it's it, it it's it's what it, it is what dreams are made of there's no doubt about it no doubt about it and I just wanted to go back to the the beginning uh, just to say that you know it's interesting your recollection of how it all started with you and Big Finish because I remember it that you you said to me tell me candidly how do you think Big Finish are doing with their marketing? And I said, well, frankly, we're a bunch of bleeping amateurs. He definitely swear. feel that, you know, and you went, mm, and I could see you didn't disagree. And then you said, look, I'll come and see you and you tell me everything about Big Finish, everything that you think is important, everything that you want to let me know. And I think I spoke to you for half a day. Yes. 
almost non-stop and you just sat there with a little notebook writing notes mm -hmm. yeah i've got my Probably moleskin writing. notebook yeah i did yeah yeah <laughs> writing idiot idiot <laughs> um, but and and that you know we were a bunch of bleeping amateurs about it and i think what you did is uh, you changed that for us and uh, and for that and so many other things we owe you so much and i feel i owe you so much personally and as you well know and i just wanted to record this for the podcast i'm deeply sorry you're going i completely understand why you know all your demands with um your educational marketing you know you you have to move forward with that i do and yeah. also you're confident that we've got someone to sort of take us into the future with steve berry but i'm so sorry that you're going i know and, and i am as well it's been a, it's been a i feel a david tennant moment coming on i don't want to go um <laughs> yes. but um but steve is brilliant you know there is no doubt about that he will take you to places that that i'm unable to take you um but my my life is is in education um you know i i look after several schools um i have the time of my life in education as well but i've also got work in the charity sector um as I know, as you know, and I'm sure a few mm. other people know, I've I've had leukemia for 12 years, um, and um, I do an, an awful lot of work with charities. I'm a trustee of a charity, and I support lots of patients all over the world. Um, and I need to, I feel I need to get back into that a little bit more. Mm. Um, that's important to me, and um, I'm a dad. Um, and my yeah. son is eight years old, and uh, we're at that point where I can I can drag him along on adventures all over <laughs> the place now. And and you know we're a good team. And while Mum is at work during the school holidays, me and him do awesome stuff. So I had to yeah. make I had to make one of those awful decisions where I had to prioritise. And instead of checking my phone and doing work at weekends and evenings, um, I I have to look at Luca and say, mate, you're you know you're my priority, you're my number one, and and go forward. And if you hadn't have had someone like Steve, it would have made a, a very different proposition. But you have got someone like Steve. I I have taken you as far as I can go, and um, I you know I I think it, it's absolutely the right thing to do. I'm not going anywhere. You know I'm I'm going to no. be around. I'm in fandom. We stay in touch and um you know and who knows what happens in the future but uh yeah it's it's it, you have to look at these decisions as really positive ones um yeah. and, and and i absolutely do um and uh, education charity work th 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 those are key you know does a lot of work for charity um but it's <laughs> it's, it's clearly talking about it a lot <laughs> but um you know as a patient it's it's really really important and and i yes. do i do have this superpower as i call call it where I can talk in front of large audiences in front of doctors and and, and wherever I go and, and and thankfully people listen and I can change opinions because I am a leukemia patient who is working full-time and and I don't get horrendous symptoms so I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones there's no doubt about it so I have to make the most of that and we've been lucky to have you I'm very glad that you've made the right decision for you very sad for me and mm. everyone at Big Finish that you've yeah. made that decision but yeah I know you're right I couldn't yeah. I couldn't disagree and the, and the messages that that came in last week when I when I you know I'd, I'd left it was my last day and um, from all of the listeners and all the Big Finish people it was um, it was it was wonderful absolutely wonderful um, and um, I well deserved well I, I can't thank them enough really it was um it was it was incredibly moving to read all those lovely things and from the big finish team as well uh to go 
you know to go on a on a high like that it was it was awesome but i've got nothing but great memories nothing nothing but great memories um it was it's just been the best experience and then we are um, as we said, you know, I'll certainly be keeping in touch with Chris as a friend, but uh, very, very sad to see him go. It's, as will I. He's one of my favourite people. He's one of the first people that I, I kind of met at Big Finish that I talked to at events. He's so overwhelmingly positive. It's amazing. When you when you meet Chris, it's it's unbelievable. You meet him and you you can go in there with the worst worst mood in the world, but he will just lift you up and inspire you and plant ideas and make you laugh. And he's just fantastic. I miss him so much uh, a big finish but i know it's you know as you've said i'll be keeping in touch with him as a friend and yeah. um he's just a fantastic guy and i really wish him well with everything that he's doing he's so interesting he's got so many things going on so i can yeah. if, if there's one thing i know about chris it's it'll be whatever he gets up to next it'll be anything but boring he's a very interesting guy yeah his positivity is amazing um time now for the randomoid selectatron Round has been fired up and it is Toby Haydokes, Who's Round, 050, Russell T. Davis, Part 1. And we'll re-roll that again. Probably worth listening to that, though. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because the Who's Round stuff is great. Uh, So get in on that. There's loads of it as well. If you like your behind-the-scenes of Doctor Who, absolutely check out Who's Round. Um, And we just re-rolled Ran, and Ran has picked the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Oh. 2015. This is an interesting release. Remember when this one came out? Yes, let's listen to the trailer. Look at that sky. The clouds are reaching down. I said that be a twister. Come on, inside! Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. When folks move house, They usually have some idea where they're going. But when the house moves and takes them with it, well... We welcome you to the land of the munchkins. They're so grateful to you for having killed the wicked witch of the east. Killed? A a witch? For setting them free from their long slavery. Oh, God! No! No, please! You're making a mistake! I need to get home to my aunt and uncle. Doesn't anyone know the way? Well, there is always the city. The city? The Emerald City, ruled by Oz, the great and terrible wizard. Is this a rival? A witch with a flying house, disguised as an innocent little girl. (laughs) Surely not. We're bound for the Emerald City to ask the Great Wizard to send me back to Kansas. Do you think that Oz would give me some brains? Hmm. No harm asking. You don't suppose if we asked, he'd give me a new heart? New heart? New head? Amazing. It's a lion! Oh, Toto, come here! Oh, Scarecrow, look out! Hello, are you a wild lion? (laughs) Oh, you leave Toto alone, you bully! Take that! Bite those! You ought to be ashamed, trying to bite a little dog! Oh. Oh! 
Call yourself King of the Beasts. <laughs> Everyone expects so much. It's bravery. That's what you lack. Oh, yes, you're right, my dear. Easily spooked, you see. Time to rally my forces. They are coming right into my trap. And then I'll have the silver shoes and the emerald city. And then the whole of the land of Oz, east to west, north to south, shall all be mine! <laughs> It is the classic story, but told very faithfully. Um, I must say, I always thought that that cover, because the O of the Oz is more elliptical on it, it just looks like Zed. <laughs> the wonderful <laughs> wizard of Zed, and that you're just looking through. But I did make that point at the time, but people, people wouldn't listen to me. So, you know, it was their baby. Um, a beautiful thing. Um, enjoy. 25% off. You get the 25% off by a clever process of going to bigfinish.com, looking at the latest podcast, and, and there's some text attached to it, and it says the Randomoid Selectron features, and to access the offer, press here, and you press the word here, click on it, as they say in modern parlance, and um, all you have to do is enter the code BUCKUP, B-U-C-K-U-P, all one word, I don't know why I pause between the buck and the up, capitals, all one word, um, the reason it's buck up is we used to say that a lot on the podcast. We don't say it at all now. Buck up! Buck up! Oh, I just said it. I don't, there was a whole buck up thing that went on ages ago that many of you will be aware of. And those of you who aren't will just be scratching your heads and thinking, what is the point of listening to this nonsense? <laughs> the best the best form of nonsense, my time. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, thank you very much for that one, Nick. Fantastically explained as well. And uh, thanks as well, Ram, for doing what you always do. Time now, of course, for us to say goodbye in the style of a World War II pilot because a 15-minute drama tease of Attergirl is coming right up. Repeat, please. Goodbye. Yes, goodbye. And as Benji mentioned, here's the first 15 minutes of our International Women's Day release, At A Girl 2. Yeah, uh, and you want this shot near the end of episode one, is that right? I'm not sure yet. 
It might work better at the end of two, after the section about how she died. OK, uh, I reckon we get a camera dolly and have a tracking shot coming through the graveyard, as if the viewer's looking for the grave. Sounds good. Oh, it's weird being near her remains. I've learnt so much about her. It's almost like she's family. Family, yeah. You said your grandmother, Amelia, was it? Yeah. She flew with her? Hmm. She said Pauline was like the calm rock in the middle of it all. Strong women, eh? Nothing wrong with that. What about when we start ruling the world? <laughs> you already do, boss. Are you still able to come to Kenley Airfield with me for the heritage walk? What, Saturday week? They've got loads of info there. It'll really help shape episode one. No problem if not, I know you're snowed under. <coughs> uh, nope, that's fine. Your documentary comes first. It's a hot date. Huh. It's been a while since I've had one of those. Well, you ladies will insist on having high-flying careers. Oh, one of life's bitter sacrifices. You can't have it all. Says who? <laughs> Just messing with you. I'll get some test shots, yeah? Flying a bomber. Oh, you've only just got to grips with the Tiger Moth. Once you can fly one, you can fly them all. Apparently. Commander Gower, officers, welcome to RAF Kenley. Ah, yes, officer. Forgive me, I know you're with our ATA boys. Correct, ma'am. Just started. Second officer King. Of course. Yes, ma'am. 
I've been asked to escort you to the officer's mess. Thank you. Lead on. So we can look at you from behind. Felicity, it's inappropriate. Just admiring the view. Officer King? Yes, ma'am? Oh, I'll never get used to that. <laughs> I'm just in this. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm just Gabriel. Right you are. I wondered if my husband Henry had arrived at Kenley with you. First Officer Lloyd? Very tall, brown hair, moustache. Uh, yes, ma'am. Dillis, he was in the same taxi flight from White Waltham. Oh, good. Did, did he seem in a good mood? He was a bit tired this morning. Uh, yes, ma'am. He seemed happy enough. Great. Thanks. I should run on ahead then. See you in the mess. That looks ominous. I wouldn't worry. Apparently a few German formations were spotted over the south coast this morning. They've been trying sporadic attacks for the past few days, but our guys have seen them off. I can't imagine what it's like to fly in combat. Me either. Oh? I believe you're new to ATA as well. I completed my training five weeks ago. You look like you enjoy the job. What makes you say that? I, uh, I've seen you around the aircraft, back at base. You look very at home. I feel it. Always was into technical things. Not very womanly, is it? Oh, I wouldn't say that. Officer Geary? Commander? Would you mind popping back to the taxi? I've left my pilot's Bible behind. Bit absent-minded today. Of course, Commander. Up they go, protecting our skies. Those guys are having a different war to the rest of us. Well, we're all fighting our own battles, are we not? Some of which we're sadly destined to lose. Excuse me? Rhiannon, the redhead. She is a good Catholic girl. And I'm a good Anglican boy. But she has a very Irish mother. Very traditional. Oh la la, if she brought home someone like you. An Anglican? No, a, you know, an egg. You speak French? I went to school for a while in Quebec. We're not all barbarians, you know. Thanks for listening in, Squadron Leader. Hard to make it out. Squadrons 64 and 615 are already in the air to meet any raiding force, but this definitely looks like a coordinated attack on our airfields. And if the Luftwaffe have intelligence about this being a sector controller, we could be in for the full force. When Squadron Leader Norman gets back in, I'm sure he'll put the base on alert. I'll assemble the air transport auxiliary team. We'll do all we can to help. Thank you, sir. Well, you heard the man. High alert and prepare to scramble. Yes, sir. Update the black markers on the map. Two main factions. Enemy approaching. Repeat. Enemy approaching. Henry! Where are you? Darling, you made it then. Of course. Safe and sound. <laughs> oh. Let's finish what we started this morning. You were in such a hurry to get to work. <laughs> uh, Henry, I, I must get back to my briefing. Uh, come on, my little fairy pilot. Please, I, I only popped over to say hello. Putting job before husband. I'm even less sure about you joining the auxiliary now. Well, you're in it. <laughs> only because of my damned foot. Ferrying planes is hardly going to win me medals, is it? You never know. 
I get the right to sign then. Yeah, don't it's talk a... rot. Sorry, I was just. Don't bother. Squadron leader Stein! How are you? I haven't seen you since. Officer Geary, Henry, has Commander Gower arrived? She was heading for the officer's mess. Is everything all right? Come to the mess immediately for a briefing, please. Yes, sir. What's going on? Damned if I know. Ground staff look busy. There's definitely something going on. Oh, for heaven's sake! Some warning would be nice. Hey, you made it! Hiya, frog legs. How you doing? All the better for seeing you. Miss Simpson, what an unexpected surprise. I take it your assignment in France came to an early conclusion? Yeah, turns out the Germans didn't want their photographs taken once they started the occupation. Who knew? You're not doing another article on us, surely? Oh, I've got all the glamour shots I need of you ladies. Well, that's a relief. I'm on a new assignment with the Times. An article about how our boys from the US are settling in with the ATA. Hey, don't forget us Canadians. Of course not. In fact... How about a close-up, cutie? <laughs> sure, why not? Scooch in, ladies. Oh, no, you don't want me in the picture. We certainly do. <laughs> Come on, Irish, get in shot. <laughs> <laughs> Put her down, please, Officer King. Uh, I don't mind. Right, if you'll excuse us, we appear to have action stations outside, and I'd like to find out why. No problem. See you around. Uh, yes, possibly. Did you bring them? Please tell me you did. Got him right here on the base. A nice fellow with a jeep helped me unload last night. How many? Where? A shed out by the shooting range. Enough to change your fortunes, if you handle it right. You are spectacular. Commander. David, what's wrong? A Luftwaffe attack force is heading for the airfield. A big one. Oh, Lord. We don't have long to prepare. Officer King, bring the ATA pilots here, please, as quickly as possible. Yes, ma'am. Officer Geary, go with him and make sure everyone's done their parachute checks. Yes, Commander. Uh, why? Just hurry up. Yes, ma'am. This is more than enough whiskey to get that spiv off my back. Uh-huh. If you fence it right. Just don't get caught. You'll get a fine. Or worse. I know. I can't believe you got mixed up with those gangsters. All right. This will pay off my debt and perhaps make a little profit, too. Things are looking up, huh? get to the shelter, I guess. No, we should find the others. I don't want to get on Gower's bad side. You guys are so scared of that chick. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for gathering so quickly. I'm afraid a substantial Luftwaffe attack is heading for the airfield. How can they have made it this far without being intercepted? They came in below the radar, across Dover. Jerry bastards! Officer Lloyd, do we have an idea of numbers, squadron leader? Nothing definite, but there are two waves approaching. How long till they arrive? Half an hour, maybe a little longer. Kenley and Croydon have already scrambled, and group headquarters say that any aircraft airworthy but unable to fight 
must be flown northeast while we have time. Yes, I thought that might be the order. Wait, does that mean flown by us? Most of you are not trained for combat, so you are under no obligation to fly. You may stay and support the ground force if you choose. But we're the only pilots left to do the transportation? Yes. Does HQ realize we'll have no radios or weapons? Yes. We understand this request is above and beyond, but those who fly will be heading away from the attack, and we'll have a head start if we set off now. I'm prepared to fly, and I imagine most of you gentlemen will do the same. Squadron leader Stein will coordinate here, as he is unable to pilot at present. One good arm, three broken fingers. I'm in. Now wait a minute. Surely new recruits aren't expected to fly. Me too. I'm with you, Rhiannon. Don't be absurd. You're going straight to the bomb shelter. In fact, let's go right now. Any man who stays must help the groundside defences. That's fine. I just want to get my wife to safety. And I want to help the war effort. That's why I joined. Not to fly in a battle. Oh, I'll be long gone before it starts. You'll do as I say. This is no time for an argument. Let go of your wife's arm, please, Officer Lloyd. Who are you to tell me what to do? A concerned colleague. I am trying to protect her, as I'm sure you understand. Well, we can't always do that, can we? One moment. Sorry. Now, those who are willing to fly, suit up and select any appropriate aircraft in the blast pens. Off you go. Henry, please understand, I... Go, if you're going. But remember, I warned you. I know. I love you. Come on, Dallas! <laughs> this was a stupid idea. We should have gone straight to the shelter. Darling, I did my share of pissing in buckets when I was a child. I'm not doing it in a shelter in front of total strangers. <sighs> Point taken. Come on, let's go. Like... Commander Gower? Officer Moreau, you missed the briefing. Sorry, nobody told me. Are you all right? Perfectly fine, thank you. I've eaten something that disagrees with me. Something dared to disagree with her. Moreau, do you wish to fly or not? What? During a raid? Follow me. I'll explain on the way. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to do your R's, your rating, your reviewing, and then do your S, I suppose, because subscribe <laughs> doesn't begin with an R. But oh, it sounded good at the time. So did. rate, uh, review, subscribe, biggity-boo. The three R's and one of them's an S. <laughs> <laughs>